When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have to believe that you can do something that nobody else has done. And somehow that concept has to become reality. Somebody's got to make a play to stop his ground. That last run, in fact, again, they push the pile for the first. And the pass is picked off. It's picked up by David Harris, who gets away from Brady. What a turn of events. Now being chased up by Trumper at the 10-yard line. Suddenly the Jets defense responds when it looks like the Patriots were ready to drive it right. You're listening to No Fly Zone Radio with Victor Green. Welcome to the No Fly Zone Radio Show, all the way from across the pond. Here are your hosts, Biff Sweeney and Richard Tindley. Welcome to No Fly Zone Radio. This is episode number 184. I'm your host, Biff Sweeney, joined here by my good friend, a draft tech analyst, Rich Tindley. For a couple of weeks after the draft, um, wasn't expecting a whole lot in the draft. Honestly, I thought uh, Joe Douglas would trade down in round one. Didn't happen. I honestly don't think they got the offers they wanted to trade down. I think he stayed put. But to be honest, I was shocked. I think 90% of the Jets fans were shocked with the first round pick. Um, But he's a guy I actually like. And a guy I liked. But... In the first round, a lot of teams, and like I said, I've said it all season, it's not a good draft. There's about 15 players that would qualify as first round picks. And if you see him fitting into your system, McDonald, well, pull the trigger. He's the guy you want. Well, in, um, yeah, the draft, again, I think you kind of summed it up there. Um, First round pick was a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, all the other picks are kind of like to have to say. Yeah, I think he done a good job with trading back as well in the later rounds to pick up a few additional picks. Uh, also, I think uh, undrafted free agency he done pretty well. But yeah, for me the first round pick was the head scratcher. Like yeah, I think for me on the board there, I think yeah the. The Patriots probably did trade up and screw us by taking the tackle because I do kind of feel that was the way we were going to go. And the fact that the clock ran down so far meant they were, you know, listening for offers, I assume. that I think it was about 40 seconds when the pick actually came in to go. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a head scratcher. Like, if you're stuck in that kind of predicament, for me, I would have uh, taken the Ohio State wide receiver there personally. Like, um, the pick itself kind of, Reminds me quite a lot of um, the Leonard Williams pick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we literally had the defensive rookie of the year and Sheldon Richardson. And then we go and draft another guy kind of exactly like him. And, yeah, I think, you know, that pick was sold as like, well, he was the best player in the draft. 
But like the reality is the second best player in the draft, that position we might have actually needed would have been a far better pick, you know, even if he does turn out to be the best player in the draft. So, yeah, like uh, from, from that perspective, like I was looking at him from a prospect a little bit more after the, the fact. And yeah, like uh, for me, like Jermaine Johnson last year was a far better pass rushing prospect for me, like it, uh, it by, a, by a good stretch. So, like for me, I would have probably put him in the 40 to 50 range personally in terms of where I would have rated him based on Jermaine Johnson last year getting drafted at 26th. Like for me, this guy, he's got good potential. He's very athletic. Uh, but yeah, he just doesn't kind of seem to fit 100%. And then you've got Huff coming back. You've got Michael Clemens there as well, who's uh, going to be starting year two as decent year one. You've got Johnson, as I said, as well. Like they're all going to be vying for snaps. Like, I don't see this guy getting, like, as many snaps as, let's just say, had we have drafted the the Ohio State wide receiver. Him playing in the slot role on offense for us, you can be guaranteed he's going to be more effective from the get-go. Now, I get you don't draft just for immediate impact. But again, like, we already had a top five D-line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then we go and add another one to the kind of queue and... I get like it maybe we're keeping the rotation fresh and stuff like that, and that is the plan. But still, you kind of like you know you see Huff and he's getting maybe sixteen percent of snaps, and you're kind of hoping well maybe next year we get a bit more. Same with Clemens, you know, like he, he flashed quite a lot last year with the snap count he was given. You're kind of hoping that he might see a bit more of the field, and the same with Jermaine Johnson, who kind of was a bit. To be fair, he was a little bit hot and cold last year. Like he did a few nice games and a few games where he like disappeared. He did have a bit of an injury there too as well along the way. So that would have hampered things too. But again, you kind of like after using a fourth round pick on him, you know, see uh, a few more snaps thrown his way too. So I'm just the fit in, in that term just doesn't seem to be there. And that's kind of the most head scratching thing for me. The only thing is and I was thinking about it after the draft, is uh, next year the Jets will only have Jermaine Johnson and Clemens on the books. Uh, Blossom will be a free agent. Hoff is going to be a free agent. And I think they've one eye on the future. Um, the other thing is they're going to keep Clemens at the end, JJ probably at the end, Hoff at wide nine. And I think they're going. They said they're going to have McDonald at wide nine. So rotation, fine, but snaps are going to be very scarce. That's the only thing. And I think this was a Salah pick. That's the way I look at. He fits what he wants, and he wants loads of pass rushers. But like that was holes. Like they never really filled the linebacker role, the safety role. And it looks to me like they don't rate the safety role. So I think they're kicking the can down the road with the linebacker spot and they're probably looking into next year. But next year you've no first round pick.
Oh, sorry, Ian. Yeah, like if we look into the wide receiver group as well down the road, all we realistically have there moving forward is Wilson. And, you know, like we're not going to have Aaron Rodgers forever. Like it, for me, he's two years exactly. here, tops. I you actually I mean? and then we've got that they were going to take the Ohio State wide receiver. I was fully yeah. convinced. It was just for me, like we complain when we drafted Darnold and all these guys, and you, you look at the weapons that we had. We'd bury us, we'd Robbie Anderson, you know, like we were dredging the bottom in terms of talent. Like they went elsewhere and yeah, like, you know, Barrios got a nice contract last year. He really did nothing when there was a bit more of an opportunity for him. Similarly, I think Robbie Anderson, after he left, like, fans were crying over him leaving, but he's done nothing really since he's left. So, yeah, like, I would have liked the, the thoughts of, like, maybe having two young guys that when Rogers is finished, you've got maybe a quality O-line there and you've got two good young wide receivers that are still on rookie contracts that are like genuine weapons. Like you look at you look at Cincinnati, like, you know, they still drafted T. Higgins despite having Tyler Boyd drafted two years previously and Jamar Chase drafted the year in between. You know, like if the talent is there, like they're all seeing the field at the one time, you're not gonna have four pass rushers on the field at the one time. You know, like you can you can see where there's gonna be more snaps with a slot wide receiver. And I know again Garrett Wilson plays quite a bit in the slot. But those two guys for me coexisted. Like you look at the um, you look at the quality of wide receivers Ohio State had over the years for quarterback there. It's no wonder he kind of went top of the draft, you know. But it kind of nearly feels like for some it's a sin to have too much talent at wide receiver. We don't have enough, you know. Like Lazard, he's not going to be here for a long time. Hardman again, another kind of one of these let's kind of see if he walks out type of thing, you know, maybe he could again, You the Aaron Rodgers effect, they all could walk out a little bit better, you know, bring it in Cobb again, like the guys that couldn't reach a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers when he was at Green Bay it's it's not really upgrading things to, in, in my mind, whereas you bring a, a young guy in like that who's here for a five year, like 10 because um that's probably another thing we should talk about is the Jets not picking up Beckton's uh, fifth-year option as well, making me think that uh, I think the Georgia tackle, had we have been had he been on the board, was certainly going to be the pick. Uh, yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, look, it's it's it kind of it, it did reek of that, like, uh, but yeah, I like. Look, I hope the guys are going to walk out. You know, obviously you want all the players to walk out, but just this one, I think he could probably infuriate fans a bit by just not seeing the field that much in comparison to maybe had we have drafted a wide receiver and he, you know, put up stats similar to what Garrett Wilson did last year because in this offense, that that's a, a quality. You know what I mean? Like a rookie wide receiver could come in and like you look even last year. Uh, Rogers was was um, your man, not Dakota State. Christian Watson, the wide receiver, and for the yeah. first seven or eight games, like they had no chemistry. He was rubbish, and then boom, they just got that connection for the last eight weeks of the season. And I think he was like, he had something like ten touchdowns by the end of the year, or eight touchdowns, or something like that. Like he he started being an absolute force, and yeah, like the Jets just don't have enough players like that. We've got Garrett Wilson that's going to scare. Could you imagine how much more uh, potent their offense would be if we had two guys that scared 
and we have Hall running the ball. You know, like that's like regardless of when Rogers is here or gone. Like if we added another young guy there and he became another kind of Garrett Wilson style wide receiver, and you've got Hall, you've got like you've got three great weapons to kind of build around even after Rogers goes. You know and yeah, I just think it was probably a missed opportunity. And, <clears throat> like, Garrett Wilson, I think, was the first wide receiver we drafted in the first round in about 21 years last year. Whereas, again, you look at the amount of defensive ends we've probably drafted in the first round over that time frame, there's probably about seven of them, you know. So, like, even from that standpoint, I would have probably liked to have seen another wide receiver there. But, look, they, they made the choice that wouldn't have been mine. And, yeah, like, let's hope. He gets to see a bit more of the field than we think, and he's he's better than we we think. Okay, um, round two. Uh, the Jets only had the one pick in round two because they traded their other pick to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. Now, Jets went and traded or went and picked uh, Wisconsin center that has only played center, uh, Joe Tipman, big 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 center, but he's very athletic. Uh, I like the pick. The Minnesota guy was my number one guy, but look, this is the guy they really wanted, and it's the guy that actually really suits the offense. Yeah, the pick too, Ian. I, like it was a big need. Uh, yeah, I think it was good value there as well. Uh, you know, um, you hit the nail on the head there with him being specifically a center because I've often hit on this before, like about how you get these young guys in to kind of double job around and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm looking at Tipman as a guy that's coming in winning that starting job this year yeah. as, as a center and and that's just kind of it, you know, where other guys then maybe have to adjust to playing guard if they want to stay on the squad. So yeah, like I, I like the pick from that standpoint. Again, it adds another young piece to grow beside uh Tucker. Again, the, the the question mark is Beckton. He's got um a big year this year to kind of prove himself. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure he wins the start and left tackle job. He could be our right tackle, and that like again, Beckton has shown a lot of uh, ability when he has played, and you know like you kind of want him to f- reach his potential, and you'd be glad to kind of extend his contract, but. I don't know, has that kind of soured, like, are the Jets kind of soured on him? And is this the kind of thing that will actually sour him on the Jets, if you get me, and think to himself, well, no, regardless, I'm gone out of here after the, these four years. I'll tell you my view on it, Rich. I thought, no, before the draft, he was going to be the right tackle. After the draft, when it, when they brought in the right tackle from Green Bay, I then changed my mind and thought that they're going to start Brown. We're going to have Beckton sitting behind them because they know Brown's not going to last a year. We're going to work on Beckton behind the scenes uh, and then see how he gets on when he comes on the field during the season. And if he lives up to expectations during the season, they'll uh, stick the franchise tag on him. But I do think the Green Bay guy is going to start at right tackle. Again, like I, I actually thought Max Mitchell did well last year uh, in the limit time that we did see him. Uh, I thought he blended in quite nicely. I thought he did an okay job for where he was picked and stuff like that. 
So I was kind of excited to see him coming back and actually been competitive for that spot at right tackle this year. Now, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers coming may actually dictate who he kind of wants protecting him, but I'm sure he probably wants the guy that gives him the best chance of standing up and completing exactly. the pass. So, and look, it's competition. And yeah, like, and that's that's the kind of thing, as I said, even with the line, is yeah. that um, there was no real competition for places. Like, we no. were bringing in a lot of duds and we had a lot of, like, I don't know, like kind of cast offs and we traded a seven round pick for this guy who was on another roster and we're developing him and he comes in and he does a little bit, you know what I mean? But there was nobody of any real genuine quality for that to be a real kind of matchup. And I think like at centre this year, we kind of do have a good battle potentially. And I think both tackle positions are the same. Exactly. Like, and then the Jets, like we'd no third round pick either. And then we went into round four and the Jets picked up a left tackle Carter Warren from Pittsburgh. I didn't know much about the chap, but like that, he's got serious length. He's athletic. He's like, if he didn't have the injury problems he had, he would have probably went in round two. From what I heard. Now, the Jets, I'd say, are going to stash him and let him build himself up. Um, and they could look he could end up being a starter down the line. We don't know, but like that, they're adding depth at the offensive line. And when was the last time we actually had depth at the offensive line? So two solid picks on the offensive line. Jets added some guys in free agency. So yeah, they're, I think, well, hopefully touch wood that the Jets are going to have a better season this year when it comes to health-wise with the offensive line. There's a, there's a kind of an emphasis now this year, Ian. You can see it on like adding like kind of quality depth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as in that, like the, the hopefully there's no need to kind of rush this guy through. But if there is, like you probably kind of expect him to be able to play and do a half decent yeah. job at a push. Do you, you know, do you with... notice, Rich, um, the last three seasons, well, really the last two seasons, when it comes to the draft, they're adding depth, but they're picking. 90% are the guys they're picking are seniors. Last year, obviously, with the senior bowl, had a very big influence on yeah, it. Like, and this year. I was kind of actually questioning this because uh, I think at the very start of, um, you know, when when the, um, the GM took charge, a lot of his drafts were like these uh, high-character guys. You know, they were sold as these like team captains high character guys and all of this type of stuff but there's been a lot of like I suppose locker room chatter and you know a lot of those picks not actually working out over the, the years um, you look at even like Elijah Moore getting traded uh, so yeah like I think um, looking at what influences them I think last year obviously uh, been so close to the players you're going to fall in love with a few guys a bit easier at positions be- just because of it and you know we picked a lot of good players from the senior bowl last year. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, yeah. it, it paid you huge benefit for us, to be perfectly honest. Uh, like, maybe they looked at that, and again, you can maybe overreach, and like, we've grabbed the senior players. Like, yeah, technically, they should be coming near the prime. So, in terms of getting the most value out of them on a rookie contract, 
you would kind of expect the seniors to be the ones hitting the ground running a bit easier, but that's again not always the case too. So yeah, look, it's time will tell exactly like what kind of plan he is having and what is walking from. Like to be fair, I don't think there's any kind of plan that you can stick to that walks. Probably a mix of a lot of them, you know, and where quite a big dose of luck chucked into. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next pick for the Jets was running back. Uh, another Penn State guy, Israel Abenakanda. And like that, I was left saying, who the heck is this guy? So I asked Glenn, Glenn Norton, and like that, Glenn had a few videos ready to go, um, had some knowledge about him. I never heard of the guy, but guy has blistering speed. Tough runner, zone runner. Um, He's young, and now the Jets have a really, really good young crew of running backs, which I like. Um, and an awful lot of Jets fans are very down on Carter. I'm not. I think Carter last year was banged up. And then the offensive line really didn't help the, um, the running backs. So this year we got four guys. I'm really pleased with the guys to have. Um yeah, the more I looked into Izzy, the more I liked him. And he's a return guy as well, Ian, which kind of gives him that added special team dimension to make the team. And like, if I was to like judge him, uh, the you know uh, Patterson, uh, he kind of does a little bit of everything. Uh, he's a return guy. He can do like jet sweeps and stuff like that. He, he kind of reminds me of that kind of build and physique and that kind of movement, if you get me. So, yeah, I think it, while he's like down as a running back, I think that's the kind of guy that the Jets will look to find a few little niche formations and moves that gets him in space with the ball. Maybe. Um, then the Jets, for me, got kind of a bit weird. Um Jets got linebacker Zari Barnes from Western Michigan. Big guy, very fast. Never heard of him. I need to tape a look that. You couldn't really see much in it. It's really bad tape. So I don't know much about this guy. So I can't really go, in, go into much detail about him. Yeah, kind of similar. And he wasn't rated too high and yeah, again, I don't know. They obviously found something that they really liked about him, so that's probably why they took a flyer on him there. He, he, he kind of, how would you say, was more the feel of uh, one of these kind of guys that would have went undrafted, but I think they wanted to kind of use a pick as they might have seen him as like somebody top of their boards in that instance, you know? Yeah. And then they went and they grabbed defensive back, Jarek Bernard, Converse, another guy I didn't really hear much about, didn't know anything about him. Um, he played safety and he's played corner. Um, he's fast, he's big. Um, he was with, I think it was Oregon State, and then transferred to LSU. So I don't know much about him, to be honest. I think he could be a guy they're going to bring in and have a look at safety. Yeah, kind of concur with that. That's kind of like my envisage there is that, you know, he's somebody to potentially develop and come in and 
play at a push, maybe special teams been an option from early on. But yeah, he looks like somebody with a, a good bit of development potential. I, I like his kind of size as well to play the kind of midfield free safety role. Like, uh, look, that's not an easy position to come in early and play. It's the kind of thing where you would probably have a lot of teething pain and, uh, you know, before you kind of build up that kind of knowledge to play the position. But yeah, like he does look like he has that kind of body type, and yeah, if he does have the ability to maybe read the game, he could be a, a re- really good free safety. But you know, I wouldn't think it's gonna happen right out the gate. Yeah. But you just never know. Yeah, I think the last two guys I called out are going to be special teamers at um at best at the moment, and then the Jets finished off in round seven with tight end. Now of Old Dominion, Zach Poons. Um probably the more, one of the most athletic wide receivers, but he's not a, or uh, tight ends, but he's not um really an inline block and tight end. But the thing is, like an awful lot of Jeff fans were giving out about well he can't block and this that and the other is gonna take ages for him to you know um develop. But the way I look at it there's a handful of guys that have been absolutely brilliant around the NFL and they weren't inline tight ends. So why force him into being an inline tight end? If he's going to be an absolute weapon out of slot, use him in the slot. Guy is has serious speed. He's a great catcher of the ball. Um, and he's really, really good uh, going uh, cutting across the field. So I think he could be a weapon down the line. Actually, I, I, he's one of my favorite picks. If I'm being honest, like uh, yeah, I agree. He's got so much potential. Like uh, he's a mismatch, one hundred percent a mismatch, and he's a player. Like we don't really have a player like that. Where you know, like yeah, all right, you're you're not going to say he's going to be anyway good blocking, but he's the type of player where you go, well, look, I'm going to be catching passes here, and if you've got somebody good enough to to stop me, then you know, great, but uh, like by looking at his build and his physique, I've seen some of his tape. He looks like he has really, really good potential. And you know, like what was the name of your man it, that was with New Orleans and Drew Brees? Oh, um, tight end. Well, he reminds me. Come of him. To me. Yeah, it'll come to me. But for me, actually, I think as a prospect, this guy is better than the tight end we drafted in round three last year. Rooker. Yeah, like uh, th- that's been honest. If, if you were giving me the choice of two players uh, to to choose, like tape wise, when I watched them, I'd take this guy any day. Yeah, you know, like I'm not saying Rucker had a lot of tape because he he didn't. I think he'd only something like twenty one catches or so, some small amount of catches in his college career. Yeah, he wasn't used he was college. definitely more of an 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 inline blocker. But you know, this guy in terms of like coming down with touchdowns looks like he's a lot more potential like that's probably the way I'd put it and again you probably want to give Rodgers a lot of uh, weapons so yeah like I like the pick personally as I said it's one of my favourite ones like I would have drafted him in round five before the linebacker but yeah there you go yeah I actually really liked him um I know the guy you're on about for New Orleans. He ended up going to Seattle, didn't he? Yes. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I, Jimmy Graham, that's it, yeah. Boom. 
Yeah. Like they had him. You have Gasecki that's done well for Miami. Um, you have what's what's the tight end from the uh, Noor at the Kansas City? In Kansas City. Yeah, like when he came into the league, he wasn't a blocker. And that's why he he's slipped. Probably, he, he he's a good blocker now, but he's still like a, yeah. a serious weapon, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Right, and then the Jets went into on draft of free agency. Um, not many guys I really knew that the Jets picked up, like safety Trey Dean the third of Florida. There's a guy that done really well in the Senior Bowl. Uh, it was two wide receivers, um, Jason Brownlee from Southern Miss and Xavier Gibson from Saint. Or from Stephen F. Austin College. Jerry, any guys that kind of stood out to me? Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, um, yeah. the kind of uh, free agency where you look at the wide receivers, it kind of felt like, um, you know, not maybe we did miss out on the wide receiver in the draft somewhere along the line. You know, uh, I don't know who I'd swap out or whatnot, but yeah, I kind of just had that feel that they were like, and then, you know, that's the kind of area where you do find a bit of one sort of top talent shall we say or a hidden gem as those wide receivers like we have managed to find a few guys in in that pool that ended up in decent players you know and even if they've moved on elsewhere like like yeah, Robbie Robbie Anderson, Anderson. But I know we, and uh I'm not sure was Barry us an undrafted guy as well or was he six no he was right? drafted by uh the Patriots yeah you've got Robbie Anderson like snacks come out uh, and drafted for you to see you've got Bam Knight last year yeah yeah I, I, you, you can always find that hidden gem and I think um, you know the Jets now with the roster they have it, it might be easier to shine those gems up straight away do you know that type of way yeah, Hasn't exactly. that, you're giving them the platform to shine yeah and then you've got two defensive tackles they're after, te- they're after getting in uh, free agency like you've got Johnson I think his name uh, Woods oh Woods from Seattle now is a good pick up Seattle but like Woods is the type of guy I think they needed last year because he's yeah. a big time run stuffer and the Jets haven't had one in a long time yeah like you I think he's going to be a fan favourite fans of uh, yeah snacks yeah but I, I do think he's going to be a fan favourite I think the fans are going to see a difference there and you know what in a way, I kind of hope that that also opens up a few more options then for Williams as well, getting to the quarterback, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, like that, it's going to help Mosley and Quincy Williams at linebacker. Yeah, right, I, I think that's yeah, probably the ahead. one place for Ian where we, we do need a, a few upgrades potentially still. Like, I'm not really... Look, Quincy Williams has done all right last year and Alexander as well, if he is brought back. But, like, you know, we're after coming out of the draft where there were a couple of options at linebacker to get better. And, you know, they weren't taken, really. No. Yeah, well, for me, coming out of the draft, it was either linebacker, safety, or centre in the second round because we'd no other picks that was going to pick up a decent player in the round there. Yeah. So, to pick the centre. Overall, like, I, I, I can't fault the draft. As I said, the fourth round pick is a bit of a head-scratcher from just the impact and things like that yeah. um, 
but yeah, overall, like I, I would probably give the the, the draft maybe like a B plus grade. Well, for me, for me, Rich, and I said it all season, um, because I was watching college a good bit, and I thought it was a big time down year in college. Um, going into the draft, I said it was going to be a bad draft. If the Jets can come out of this draft with some decent guys, I'd be delighted. And if some of these can be depth guys or anyway decent, it's a plus for the Jets. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, guys, we're running out of time. Um, so it's long for me. It's long for me. Sports Social Podcast Network.